0: We are live streaming from Crane Christian Church, but we want to talk about what's going to happen next week. Uh, first off, I want to remind you very quickly that uh, I was reminded this morning, praise the Lord, that I will get an extra hour's sleep. So that the the it's my favorite time of the year. So the time changes next Sunday. So we literally we go forward. Nor. No back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Let's mix this up really good. (laughs) We go. We fall backwards for the fall. Next, uh, before you go to bed Saturday night or early morning hours, as I normally do, um, go ahead and set your uh, your clocks back. If you got an iPhone, it'll do it automatically. Anyway. So, but the point (laughs) for 1995. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, but that, but then what's gonna happen? Carrie, what's gonna happen? Okay, so we're gonna have our 12th annual toy run at Sunday. Yes. So we will be, and everybody brings somebody for service. We wanna have a nice service, Bruce always has one. And then we're gonna have food, there'll be smoked meats, there'll be chicken dumplings, there'll be chicken, there'll be sides, there'll be everything. Bruce will bring chili. Uh, oh yeah. Chili. Hot chili, whatever. But bring a toy or you can even donate money. There'll be a raffle. Everybody come, bring somebody and enjoy. And Then there'll be a short ride for the bikers after. And it looks like it's going to be right around 70 degrees and clear. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, if you're riding from North Dakota, be careful this week because... (laughs) It's looking like 20 something uh, in the middle of the week, but so church will be here um, Sunday schools at, at. we have coffee at, at 10 uh, ish and Sunday school 1015 and then we'll have uh, morning worship at 11. It's like I say, come enjoy yourself. Uh, and then we will, from, I'll try to keep the sermon in about two and a half hours. So, but no, usually I, I, uh, I'll do much less on Biker Sunday because I usually smell that stuff coming across. Okay. So, any other announcements? Go ahead. we got another one. Trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. I plan on being there. What time, what time is it? Set up, is it well, I won't be there. <laughs> okay. We always do. And, uh, we celebrate every, we celebrate every chance we get around here. How many of y'all like to celebrate? Every day, every day's a feast, you know. If you follow my Instagram, uh, meat and and and, uh, and peppers every day. So, okay, all right. So Matthew chapter eight, and I'm excited about next week, by the way. And I want you guys to push start them pinto's and uh, jump start those vegas and uh, bring them on over. Okay. So Matthew chapter eight, and we are at verse. Now, I told you last week uh, when I was preaching, if you've got any inclination that you think we're going in any kind of order that you can figure out, stop that immediately. (laughs) Get that off your mind, okay? Because that's just going to cause confusion in your little heart. But I can tell you that I pray and I'm seeking God for what you need and for what I need. And I want to tell you, we don't... uh, we don't stream the praise and worship service, but I'm going to tell you, God was, God's here. He's here this morning. He showed up he always shows up, but sometimes he shows up with a little more flair. Okay. So thank you, Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So we're going to, we got, I've got five words this morning and, uh, but I'm not going to say them right after each other. So it's take a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 When Jesus entered Capernaum A centurion came to him pleading with him Saying (laughs) He's interceding for his friend Lord my servant is lying at home Paralyzed, dreadfully tormented And Jesus said to him I will come and heal him Now I want y'all first to get this sub point This is the invader he works for the invaders of the jewish people Mm -hmm. the average jewish person at that time would look at him as a an adversary are you listening to me somebody needs to hear this this morning the average religious person at that time would look at that and say good for him He's the servant of the centurion. You see what I'm saying? He Because he, the, the, Jew, the Jews and the Romans were adversaries. And I want to tell you something. God is speaking to some people this morning saying, you know what? Those people that you thought were your adversaries are going to be some of the people with faith. Mm-hmm. And when God showed me this, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding. I've been grobbing about this all this time, and now you're going to make it okay. So <laughs> you can't follow that. It's okay don't worry. And literally, Jesus says, I will come and heal him. Is that what Jesus says? Is he a God of grace, mercy and love? Should we as his little Christ Christians be people of grace, mercy and love? Are you going to be that? I done made up my mind. I'm gonna be that even if it is not my immediate nature. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm serious. So you can do that. But Centurion answered and said, "Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed." I love this story, guys, because this guy, he has about a hundred people working for him. He's a mid-level manager in government. He's a soldier. He understands something that a lot of people in our culture do not understand, okay? He says, for I'm a man under authority, having servants, sorry, soldiers under me. And I say this would go. He goes, come, come, he comes, he does it. And Jesus heard it and he marveled to those who followed. Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in Israel. He's surrounded by his disciples. And he literally says these words. He's, got all, he's been preaching. This is not his first sermon. This is not his first rodeo. He's, he's been there, right? He says these words. He says, this guy gets it. Amen. This guy gets it. And he has not been to all these schools. And he's not been, he's probably not circumcised. He's probably, I mean, he didn't say those words. But I'm just saying, you see what I'm saying? This is a Roman. But he gets it. Because he has seen Jesus do something. And he believes. And he needs something. Does this world need something? Yes. Do you need something? Yes, we do. Now watch this. He said to those fathers, surely I have not found such faith, not even to Israel. And I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom, we cast out in the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant, was he healed that very hour? Yes, he was healed. Because why? So God stepped out on nothing and spoke these words, let there be light. Did the devil go, no, you can't. No, he didn't do that. You know why? Because he can't. He's, he, and, and listen, when Jesus said something, when he said, peace, be still, what happened? Peace, be stilled. And I don't know if that's right or not, but you know, is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Is God, God yes. was Jesus God. Yes. And he's telling us something this morning. Listen, whoever you look at this morning as your adversary, as your, listen, God is going to do something. I'm seeing this guys. I'm seeing it. It's something, it's wonderful. And I want to be part of it. I like because I like stuff. <laughs> I like when stuff happens. Stir it up. Okay. So what's this? Verse 14. The first the first word was authority. Does God have authority over this earth and everything in it? Yes. Does he or does he not? Yes. Are we following God or are we following a little G? No, God. He's yes. God. He's the big G. Okay? He has authority. And what we need to do is get behind what he's doing and quit trying to drag him behind what we're doing. Okay, that's number one. Number two, which is, I'm not going to hit it hard unless I need to. Now, when Jesus had come to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother land sick with a fever. He touched their hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. It actually says, serve the, the, that's one translation. Another translation, serve him being Jesus. Now I want you to watch this. God is wanting to do something in somebody's life. Because mm-hmm. God's God. Is that right? Yes. But we always think that he's wanting to do something in our life. So we can glorify ourselves. <laughs> Praise my name. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's all about me. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you what God's doing. He's fixing to shake up some stuff. Mm -hmm. He's fixing to fix some people. Mm -hmm. And he's not fixing it for them. He loves them. But guess what we were born to do? A little friend of mine used to sing a song when we was kids. And I'd stand up there playing a bass. I was born in his likeness, created in his image. And I was born to serve the Lord. Amen. And he is born to bring us unto him to empower us for his service. Yeah. Amen. I'm serious, guys. Can't nobody. I'll never forget. Years ago, I was doing a study. And I was studying, reading this one person that this person had said she was famous back in those days. It was Reba Rambo. I don't know if you remember Reba Rambo, but Reba, they, they, they in Vietnam. They were over there doing, uh, USO shows and they were in one of those choppers and Reba's mama, I believe it was, uh, what was her name? Dottie, Dottie Rambo asked this, this Colonel, this, this guy that was, was like showing them around. He said, She said, what, what makes a good soldier? What made, I mean, this is, we're in war here. What makes a good soldier? And she thought it would be, you know, well, he can run fast. He can shoot good. He can do all that. He said, well, you know, once they get, they're all about the same when it comes to that, because they wouldn't have made it through training. But what makes a, a, a great soldier, what makes a good soldier is somebody who has come into battle And fought and lived through it and is able to go back in and fight again because he's been there, done that. And all these other people are screaming and howling. And listen, we need some people that's been through the fire and is able to say, yeah, it's hot in here, but it's going to be okay. Instead of raving, oh, it's their fault. It's their fault. I mean, that's what the the whole world is doing is pointing at each other. I'm going to tell you something. God's doing something. And some of some people is going to be confused, but it's Okay. Because he's God. Healed for service. So the first word was authority. God is authority. And he has given you authority in places in your life. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. We don't have time to get on that. That was Sunday school. You need to get here at 1015 for that. But if I could get started on time, this would be a miracle. But the bottom line is, guys, he's authority. And he is healing us. He is redeeming us. He is shaping us for his service. Not for our glory. Does that make sense? Okay. And then you got verse 18. Oh, Now, when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side and a certain scribe came to him and said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Oh, aren't you going to be lucky that I'm going now? He don't say this, but I pick up on this nuance in this and you, you tell me I might be wrong. But it's like, I'll follow you wherever you go. And and it's like, aren't you lucky to have me? Okay. But Jesus said, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, he wanted to go be a part of the good stuff. (laughs) And once he found out that there wasn't no good stuff with it, because he was about to go, his path at that point was to the cross, guys. It was not to a a palace, it was to the cross. Following him takes sacrifice, self-sacrifice, okay? Then another disciple came to him and said, Lord, let me go bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me, let the dead bury their own dead. Now, when you look at this scripturally, In the side of the culture, what he's talking about is this, not that his daddy was dead and they were waiting to put him in the ground. That's not what they're talking about. Because when you read that face value, you think you can't wait long enough to get a funeral. No. What he was talking about was his responsibility to take care of his father until he died. And then after that, that would free him up to be a disciple. Does that make sense? Your family is extremely important, but don't put it in front of God. I'm not talking about religion, I'm talking about in front of God your, your the, the things that God has put in, in your life, your job is extremely important, but don't put that in front of God. I, I want to tell you that in my life, as I have seeked him, God has met my needs according to his riches and glory. every time I got the out the, of whack, my priorities out of whack. With God back here and my 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 career, whatever that was, up here, um, everything got mixed up, messed up, right? But when I got this, because usually this would start flopping and I just wouldn't be able to do it, and then I get that straight again, and guess what? The train got back on the track. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So guys, I want to tell you the third word is sacrifice of self. And here's the deal. The that sacrifice itself I want to tell you that it includes this we're going to go backwards just for a minute and when evening had come they brought him who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick that might be fulfilled by which the the, spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he took on our infirmities and bore our sickness. And mine is paraphrased here. Many healed after the Sabbath sunset. Now I want you to understand this. What happens with religion is this. The speed limit, let's say is 55. Okay. And that's the law. But then what we do is are as religious people, not in not in reality, is we begin to make rules about this how you go fifty five and when you go fifty five. We add to what God's original intent because that gives us power over the law versus the law. You see what I'm saying? We start manipulate that. Well listen, I'm gonna tell you something. There needs to, everybody who does 54 needs to be stopped and warned because they're getting close. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Sabbath was put there for these people to rest because some of us need rules. Okay. Uh, some people rest too much, but anyway, the point being is literally guys, as, as we look at that, here's the deal. Don't add to what God's intent was for things. You know, well, if he meant this, then he also must have meant this, which, and that's what happened in this situation. God did not send Jesus to come violate the law. What he did is he violated their customs. Does that make sense? Because just like the, uh, and we're going to get that in a minute. Okay. But it's about relationship, not religion. Don't seek religion, but do seek his relationship. So. Verse 23, now when he got in, he got into a boat and his disciples followed him and a great tempest arose on the sea and the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. I love this. I love this. He is so worried about where he's going. He just decided to take a nap. Now I want to tell you, that you know there is peace? I used to have a mentor. And we'd go and we'd spend time in prayer. And I'd tell him, I said, man, you know, after I prayed 30 or 40 minutes, I get sleepy. Sometimes I just go to sleep. He said, Bruce, you need that relax. That's not the devil. That's you releasing all this pent up, all this stuff. And you know, you take, tw- I don't think God's upset. I don't think the world's gonna quit turning because you took a 20 minute nap. Does that make sense? That there's peace in His presence, but what's this? When disciples came to Him and woke Him, and said, "Lord, save us! We're perishing." How many of you guys know that right now between Israel, between and there's stuff there's and I don't want to minimize what's going on in this world at all, okay? Because lives are being changed, lives are being taken, lives are it, it's a mess. But guys, I want to tell you there are people freaking out. There's this, this life is in a storm, isn't it? This this world is in a storm. It's, it, it's a mess. For some people, it's the politics that's driving them nuts. Some of them, it's the wars. Some of them, it's the weather, the, the global warming or global cooling, whoever you're listening to. Whatever's going on. But here's the deal, guys. Listen to what I'm saying. Jesus is here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to freak out. And don't get me wrong, when I go by and the gas thing is over $3 a gallon, I go, oh, it irritates me. I'm not above being irritated. When I think about the way that everything that's happening in Israel, I I, I pray that God help those people. Lord, I know that they're your people. So what's this? Here's the deal save us we're perishing and he said to them why are you fearful I'm here in the boat now this is not what it says but I want you to hear what I'm saying why are you scared I'm here with you I've got it under control and you know we did a funeral this week it was tough but once again, and studied and praying and crying to God for that whole situation. Guys, you know, unless the rapture happens, we're all gonna go by the way of grace. But guess what? The destination when you're with Jesus is the same. Amen. Is that right? Yes. Okay, and you know, my mama, up until the time she was gone, believed that she's gonna go in a rapture. And she would have if it was time. <laughs> but here's the deal. Guess what? Mama's with Jesus. And it's anyway, okay. Then he arose and rebuked, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Now go back to the first word, authority. Is God in charge? Yes. Does it always look like you want it to look? No. Not just no, but heck no. <laughs> okay, it's heck is probably not the best word, but you know what I'm talking about. All right. So let me ask you a question. If he's in charge, who do you want in the boat with you? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay, now, don't try to pull Jesus in your boat, wherever you're going. Amen. No, I'm listening to, you. listen to what I'm saying. There is a fellowship, yeah. fellowship, it's a boat. Jesus is in it. It's called the fellowship of the believers. It's called the capital C, the church of Jesus Christ. And you got to drive down here go here. I'm Listen, get in the fellowship and don't be fighting with the other sailors either. I'm tired of hearing that about all that. Okay. Because if people is out there suffering and drowning and they're, they're holding on to, to a piece of driftwood. And they're being tossed about. But Max Lucado brought this out years ago. And, 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 being, and, and he, they look up in the, the fellowship. And we're up there doing this to each other. Stop it. Because the sinners don't want to get here with you. Because we're all sinners. Come short of the glory of God. But anyway. So watch this. He said, peace be still. He rebuked him and I have a theory about this and we're getting toward the end, but I have a theory about this. I believe that, okay, first off Jesus is on his way somewhere. Did you know right now Jesus is on his way somewhere? Mm -hmm. Did you know we have an enemy that's against us that wants to kill, steal and destroy and He wants to stir up enough storm that we can't figure out whether we should be in the boat or not. Are you listening? Yes. I think that's what happened that day. Because God, Jesus was about to do something outrageous. And the closer that he got to doing something outrageous, the devil fought more and more with that storm, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So if your life is a storm, if things are not going the way you want to do, Merry Christmas, God's wanting to do something outrageous. I'm serious, guys. I believe this. When he comes to the other side to the country of, and I, man, I, at that funeral I tried to say some words and it was so pitiful. I've gone over them four or five times. I was trying to read something, and I was like, this is the same way I feel today. Jurciniiziziz or whatever the name of that is. Okay, there they met him, demon possessed men coming out. Of the tombs, exceedingly fierce that no one could pass that way. Now look at that. Okay? The devil is here to kill, and destroy, manipulate people, do the things he does. But I want you to get this point. Because, listen, when I, when I started studying this, when I realized this is where we're, where we're at, basically, you realize that this was a Gentile region. Get this point. This was not a Jewish region. This was a Gentile region. These were the people that the other Jews were calling them dogs. Is that right? One of their prayers was, Lord, thank you so much that I'm not a Gentile and not a woman. Did you know that? Did you know that was one of their prayers? (laughs) I've never prayed that, by the way, because I I am a Gentile and I'm married to a woman. okay? Okay. So I was afraid she might hear me pray. I'm kidding. But here's the deal, guys. Think about this. The son of God was over there with a bunch of people, some of them sick, some of them needed stuff. He left them, went across, fought the devil and everything to keep him from getting there to get there for some Gentiles. I want you to see this in the word. Because it's like, well, you know, they got to come through this way. You know, the, the they got to come through the, the needle. They got, you know, I'm going to tell you something. You ain't going to make it through the needle. The needle is Jesus. I'm going to tell you. Narrow is the way. And the way has a name. Christ, Jesus, the son of God. And you say, well, them people don't vote like I vote. So? Them people don't look like I live. So? I can tell you that there were people arguing that slavery was was good according to the Bible during the time of slave days. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Do you know people, you, well, you know, the slave says be in subjection to your masters. Do you think that was a good idea? That for us to go across and and of course they would trap each other and then sell each other to us and you think slavery was a good? How many of you think slavery was a good idea? It was an economic decision. Did you know that? Because mm-hmm. there was no big tractors. Okay, those hundreds and thousands of slaves were the tractors, and they used the word of God to try to to try to say, yeah, this is okay. So me, you know me being rich and me doing is that what this story says? Yes, guys you don't like it, cut it out of the Bible, get your Jeffersonian Bible or make your own. And this is what happened. Suddenly they cried out saying, what are we to do with you? Jesus, son of God, you come here to torment us before his time. And here's the deal. Literally these, as you look at this scripture, these, he says. Who are you? And they say Legion. There are could be up to thousands of demons in this people or these persons. They're naked. They're living in tombs. They're hurting themselves as you read all the different cause, you know, Mark tells it a little bit differently. Luke tells a little bit they're they're talking about the same incidents. Just like if me and you saw bank robbery, I'd see what kind of shoes he's wearing. You might see what kind of hair do he had. I mean literally, you know, but literally, um Guys, as you look at this, he spoke the word. Going back to the first one again. He had authority over sickness. He had authority over the weather. He had authority over demons. Is God God? Can he handle your situation? Can he handle your situation? Yes, he can. And listen to me. You say, well, I'm not good enough. You are right. That's, a, I guarantee you're not good enough because ain't none of us good enough, okay? Yeah. But who is good enough? Jesus was good enough to pay the price, okay? Read the Bible. There's a bunch of jerks in the Bible. We're just the latest generation of jerks, okay? So what's this. He cast them out. First case of uh, um, deviled ham, right there. First case of ever, first time we've ever had any deviled ham, and all of them ran down to the sea. We're talking about thousands of hogs. They ran into the hogs, ran down into the sea, and I'm almost to the end here. But what's this? Literally, he said, "Go." When they doing out, they went in the herd of swine. The whole herd of swine ran violently down to the steep place to sea and perished in the water. And those who kept them fled, and they went away to the city and told them everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, watch this. This, we're getting toward the end. They begged him to depart from their region. I look at this and I think, well, you know, they're Gentiles. And this is crazy. They getting in hogs and I mean, this is crazy stuff, right? So they're scared. That's, a, that was my first thought. But you know what I thought about after that? As I read all three of these recollections of the same story. It would be like, if you're a hog farmer and all of a sudden Jesus shows up, and your entire income runs into the water. Wow. We've got to find some more hogs. We've got to get started. You know, it wouldn't be we're so happy about these people. They put their own economic interests, listen to these words, ahead of people being delivered and redeemed. I want you to think about this. As this church goes forward, as your life goes forward, as you make choices in your life, are you going to make economic choices to perpetuate yourself or that the kingdom of God goes forward? These people had to make a choice and guess what? They made the wrong choice. They begged him to get away from them. Why do you think that there's so many churches? So many people says, you know, well, I can't do that. I can't do that because they're making economic decisions. And I want to tell you, we're all greedy. Anybody that ain't greedy, ain't ain't breathing. Okay. We're all self-seeking. Anybody that's not self-seeking is not breathing. Okay. Because once you get in the presence of the Lord, you won't be self-seeking anymore. I promise you. But watch this guys. As you look at Mark five. He began, they began to plead in Mark 5 and 17. And when he got in the boat, those who had been, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Guys, no, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to tell people about Jesus. You just gotta get delivered yourself. Does that make sense? You just got to receive. Listen, I want to tell you something. I am not a five-star cuisine chef. I promise you. Okay. But if I go to a particular restaurant, which I will not mention, uh, and I go there and they cook what I like and it's $12, guess what? I've taken my whole family there. I've taken. No, I'm serious. And if I'm in that region and I'm hungry, guess what? There is a truck stop somewhere that I will not go into details. It's near a garden spot, uh, 305 miles south of here that got good gizzards. Okay. And I can tell you, I've told a bunch of people about how to get a gizzard right there and they're good. They boil them first then cook them a lot of black pepper. Not that I'm hungry. Okay. But, but here's the deal. Y'all are, I'm sure. But here's the deal guys. He. Jesus said, no. He said, you not go with me because it was not time. It was not the time for the Gentiles then. He went there for deliverance. He went there to plant a seed. And let me tell you, and he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis that Jesus had done for him. And everybody marveled. God got glory in that situation. He's got a different job for you than he does for me. He's got a different job for me than he does for them. Is that right? Does God need all soldiers of all shapes and sizes doing all different things? Yes. Okay. Did you know somebody's got to put the gas in the aircraft or they won't fly? Well, I don't think they use gas, whatever they use, fuel, whatever. Okay. Being an Air Force, I'm an expert. So he began to proclaim that and God was glorified. And I want to tell you the, the amazing thing about that to me. And I'm done, guys. No joke. But the amazing thing about that is his authority all the way through Matthew eight, his authority is shown at the beginning, his authority is shown at the end, and his authority is shown in the middle with sickness, with doesn't have to be there, doing it different. Doesn't always look like we thought it was gonna look good. It didn't always to the people we thought it was gonna look like, right? We got a centurion, we got two sets of Gentiles, and here's the deal. The church has been, well, if you will look like me and act like me, then you can come in here and be like me. And uh, Jesus didn't fit in. Shocking. They killed him. And then as we get redeemed, as, he, as we live in these principles and we get redeemed, he is redeeming us for service, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Don't be lazy. Okay. So third thing is that literally... Jesus, when people say, well, I want to be part of what you're doing, but I need to do what I'm doing. I need to go this. I want it. I want it in my pra- uh, prime and my perimeters. I want you to work in my perimeters. God's going to knock them fences down. I want to tell you, if you're a Baptist, praise the Lord. If you're a Methodist, praise the Lord. If you're whatever, whatever, whatever brand, if that's what you are, praise the Lord. And listen, be a part of the big family of God and begin to proclaim the goodness of God and quit fussing with one another. And it's cost, it's, a sacri- it's a sacrifice of self and religion. And the the next thing, very quickly, just a quick review, get, stay in his presence. Get in his boat versus dragging him over to your boat. Okay? Make him wear this or make him wear this outfit. No. No. Get in his boat, and you will be safe when the storm comes. And the last thing is don't be surprised when God operates in areas and with people that you don't understand or unlike yourself. Don't be surprised. Let God do. Let God be God. You be you, okay? Uh, I have a friend that uh, says that every time I ask permission for something. This is not my wife, by the way. This is actually a, somebody else. I'll ask for permission to do something, and uh, they'll say, yeah, you be you. And it's boundaries, don't get me wrong. (laughs) And And I like the accountability of them knowing what I'm doing, but you be you. And I give you permission to be the man, the woman that God calls you to be. You be you. And go into the world and preach the gospel to every living creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we'll celebrate together both in this life and in the life to come. Father, I thank you so much for your authority. And you showed that in Jesus' life over and over. You showed his grace for those that did not fit the religious That your love and grace for those that didn't fit the religious mold, Lord, you showed us over and over of who you are. And God, we know that we have a job here in this life. Help us, God, to do your will. If you're watching this morning online, if you're here with me and you say, you know what? I don't know Jesus. I want to tell you something. Seek him while he may be found. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. What he wants you to do is open that door. He wants to come in and fellowship, to fellowship with you, to get in the fellowship with him. Let him drive the boat, guys. Just seek him today. Say, Father, I need you. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. Help me, oh God, be the man or woman you called me to be. I am a sinner. I say it every day, guys. I am a sinner. Tell him I need a Savior. And let him redeem you, which means buy you back from where you were. To buy you out of the captivity of sin. And he will do that. Father, we thank you. If you make that decision this morning, if you're online, if you're here. Share that with with me or with somebody else. And the Bible says those who believe and are baptized will be saved. Thank you, Lord, for that promise. And we love you. We give this service to you. We give these people to you. We give this broadcast to you. It's all yours. And Father, be glorified. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Quick reminder. Toy Run toy we call it the run and we call it the toy we call it the toy run marker Sunday. marker Sunday 11 o'clock next week if you don't want to come to church get here about 1230 or so come eat with us bring some either some money or a toy unwrap a toy and we will celebrate together and do stuff for the community here God bless you and keep you let his light shine on you and give you peace the end take care guys